No matter what kind of business you have, copywriting is a key ingredient to your marketing plan. It's there to help you nurture your readers and bring in more business, and it also so happens to me my zone of genius. So today we're talking about all things, the power of conversion copywriting, and five copywriting must-haves that every business owner needs to know. You're listening to the Freedom Found Podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows them to spend more time with their toes in the sand than their fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm an email copywriter and business mentor, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. Hello, hello. I am so excited for today's episode because for those of you who don't know, I'm a copywriter at heart. I built my business on crafting personality-driven conversion copy that makes human connections and helps entrepreneurs scale their businesses. So this is really my bread and butter. And I'm going to dive in right away with some truth today. You can't one-side your business. You can't just prioritize the strategy and the clients and the processes and the marketing plan without also prioritizing the messaging and the copy, that's what literally appears in everything you do as a key part of that. So I'm talking about your website, your social media content, your emails, even your videos. Yes, videos are a form of copy. There are copywriters who totally niche in writing video scripts, which is so amazing, and just goes to show that copywriting is so deeply rooted in every part of business. And each of these are really key pieces that are communicating with and speaking to your ideal clients on a daily basis. So the goal is to have copy that resonates with your readers, gets them head nodding along, and nurtures them through the phases of awareness to the point of conversion. And to do that, you need some A-plus conversion copy on your team. So if you have DIY'd your copy up until now or you know yours isn't converting like you'd hoped, I want you to grab a notebook and dive in with me today because we're going to go over the key components of conversion copy and the five copywriting must-haves to upgrade your own. And before we really get into it, I think it's so important for us just to talk about really what is conversion copy because that's a term that you hear thrown around a lot And I want us to make sure that we understand the difference between just any old copywriting and conversion copywriting. So the conversion copy term is actually coined by Joanna Weeb, like sort of the mother of conversion copy. And what she did is she just honed in on the process of conversion copywriting that she saw and through her experience and research found really nurtured people to the point of sale or the point of conversion. So the conversion copy process is really rooted in the process of nurturing your ideal client from where they are now to the point of conversion. So whether that's opting in for something that's free or paid. And its foundations lie in using data-backed copy. And that's what I love so much about this. It uses data-backed copy and typically follows this process. 
the first step is always conducting research and discovering key messages. So this is typically where copywriters will go in and maybe they'll interview people. They'll look at surveys or application forms or intake forms that you have had. They might send out new surveys to your list to past clients, etc. And they're really honing in on getting to know your ideal client or customer so that they can speak directly to them. Then phase two is writing, drafting, and wireframing the copy. So this is where obviously you go and you craft and you draft up that copy using key messages from the research and data phase. And then you take the copy and you wireframe it. That's just a fancy term copywriters and designers use to talk about how we lay out copy on a page to show how it should be designed. So for example, if you're doing a website copy project, working with a copywriter, they might take the copy and lay it out on the page or even on another platform in a way that mocks up what the design should look like, just as a rough idea so that when it gets handed over to the designer or if you design it yourself, that you have an idea of what words should be emphasized what copy is going to be heading copy versus eyebrow copy. Eyebrow copy is a smaller copy that goes above a heading. It informs a heading and often has some personality in it, which is really fun to use. And the wireframe is used to show how the rest of your copy is broken up and laid out clearly on the page so you don't end up with a website that just blocks and blocks and blocks of text because chances are your reader is not going to want to read through that. And then the final stage here of the conversion copy process is implementing and optimizing. This is really about testing because there is no guarantee in copywriting whatsoever. It is all really human-based, and that's what I love so much about it. It is not just something that we churn out once and we're like one and done with it. It's something that you look at, you monitor open rates, click through, traffic to your website, behavior, what are they doing, and you can start to look and see what's resonating really well with people and also, most interestingly, what's not. So then you can go and you can optimize and tweak small things. That's the conversion copy process. And it's totally okay for you not to remember every single step, but I want you as a business owner just to know that that exists and especially to know how important the research and voice of customer data phase is of that, where you're looking at exactly what your ideal client or customer is thinking, talking about, and feeling. So then you can really relate to them on a human-to-human level. But I want us to get even more actionable today. You know me. So we are going to dive into five copywriting must-haves that every business owner needs to know. And I'm going to outline them point by point and really talk through how you can use these in your business. So if you don't have a notebook, grab that and take some notes. Number one, use voice of customer data. I briefly mentioned this before. Voice of customer data is usually conducted in the research phase. And what this means is you are taking the exact words, the exact phrases of your client or ideal customer, and you're reflecting it back to them. So let's say, for example, that you are writing your website copy and you are drafting up this copy and you want to make sure that this website is going to speak to your ideal client. So you can look at past surveys or application forms or inquiry forms that people have filled out You might even want to go and interview a past or a current client of yours, or I would recommend interviewing three to five of them and asking them key questions. So some of the things that I would look for are answers to questions like, what led you to working with me? Leaving this really open-ended. What surprised you the most about our experience together? What made you choose me over X, Y, and Z competitor? 
What were you really hoping to achieve? What do you feel like you achieved? What's the biggest takeaway that you have? Questions that are really open-ended that paint a picture of their journey and their experience. And the reason is, is we can, as marketers and business owners, all day long guess at what messages will hit home, guess at what our ideal client really wants. But that is all it is at the end of the day. It's just a guess, right? So what we really want to do is we want to make sure that we're actually listening to them. And what I love about this is it's not just about copywriting to me. This is about using data to inform your messaging, yes, but also if you are looking to constantly make sure that you are delivering the best services and products possible, this data should most definitely be used to inform the services and the products that you're offering. So when you hear what stuck out to them the most, it might surprise you. Chances are it will. Oftentimes, these open-ended questions give you so much voice of customer data to use that you wouldn't have thought of yourself or the way that your ideal client phrases something is not the way that you would have immediately said it. Even just the words, the vocabulary that they use, or the sentence structure, the goal here is to use quotes directly from them in your copy, but not with actual quotation marks around them. We're going to take quotes from their surveys, their interview transcripts, and we're actually going to use those in our messages just as our copy. And this is like a little insider scoop for you. Most copywriters do not write all the copy that you see on a page. A great copywriter is majority going to be using key messages to inform and write the copy on the page. So a lot of the copy should be from voice of customer data. All right. And if you are doing this for the first time, I don't want you to worry that it needs to be this big process. Literally just start by conducting a survey or using past surveys that you already have or interviewing a couple clients and seeing what messages come out from that. Copy and paste those key messages onto your Google Sheet and you'll start to see key messages that look similar next to each other. And what I literally do is go and I highlight the ones that are the strongest. So while I'm drafting the copy, then I can go back and pull those messages out really easily. All right, then the number two copywriting must-have that you need to know as a business owner is your audience's stage of awareness. You may or may not already know about stages of awareness. So I'm gonna go into this and really give you the copywriting perspective here that can be used in any part of business and taking into your marketing plan so that you have an overview idea of how to talk to your ideal client where they are now and getting them to the point of conversion. So that's really what stages of awareness are for. And this is about using those key messages to speak to them at those different stages. So the first stage of awareness is unaware. This is where somebody completely doesn't know that they have a problem whatsoever. They're not really looking for a solution. And we're usually not speaking to somebody in the unaware phase. They might be experiencing a problem, but just subconsciously don't realize it yet. The second stage of awareness is problem aware. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's take a business owner who's got her desk covered in sticky notes, okay? She's got a list of to-do here and tasks over here, and her planner is an absolute mess. It looks like a dictionary threw up all over it, and she is really struggling right now to A, stay focused and know what to do, and B, make sure that she gets the important things done in a day that she knows she needs to. So she's in a problem-aware stage. She's experiencing some struggles with this. She's getting a little bit frustrated. Maybe she's feeling a little overwhelmed with just all of these tasks sort of everywhere in an unorganized way. But she's not yet looking to solve this problem. She's sort of just existing with it at the moment. 
Stage three is solution aware. So this is where somebody is aware that solutions exist. They're not aware necessarily of your specific solution, but perhaps this business owner, let's just call her Carla. Carla has been hearing people in the online space talk about different platforms that help them organize their day-to-day project management, you name it. She's heard people mention things like ClickUp or HoneyBook, Trello, Asana, and she knows they exist. She is not yet looking into any of them, though. She's not looking at a specific product, but she just knows that some people are using certain platforms. Now, the next phase of awareness is product aware. So now Carla has heard her bestie say that she is like a diehard, let's say, ClickUp fan. Her bestie is like raving on about ClickUp. She is saying it's such a great option to help organize her day-to-day X, Y, and Z. And Carla's starting to think about it. Maybe Carla even goes and checks out ClickUp's website or gets an email from them. She signs up to their email list. Now Carla is product aware. So she knows that they have a solution to her problem. She's not quite ready to buy yet, but she's thinking about what they have to offer. The final stage of awareness is most aware. This is when Carla has probably compared ClickUp against other competitors. She's made a decision on which one is the right choice. And then she finally, no matter which one it is, decides to convert into a customer and become an organized business owner like she's been hoping she could be. So whether you are writing copy for your website, your sales page, and email sequence, or you're marketing, you're launching something publicly on social media, on Instagram, knowing your ideal customer's stage of awareness where they currently are will greatly help you speak to them and provide them an avenue to walk through the remaining stages of awareness with you to understand what your solutions are, your product, and then become most aware and ready to buy. Now, I do want to take a slight side tangent here, though. I want to discuss something that's really important to me. And I want to say that there's a right way to do this, to use stages of awareness, and a wrong way to do this. And I'm specifically talking about the problem-aware phase. Old copywriting techniques really taught to hound down on the pain of your reader as much as possible before shifting into their goals and desires. Now, I encourage business owners and other copywriters to approach this with more care Because the fact is, you simply don't need to poke and poke and poke and poke your reader until you're leaving them like kind of distressed about their issues to get them to a point to convert. Obviously, it's important to speak to their struggles and the problems that they're having so you can talk about how to solve those problems. But there's a clear difference between doing that and really twisting a knife in a way that's kind of traumatic and you don't necessarily need to do that. So just remember when you're talking to your ideal client who is in the problem-aware phase to be mindful of that, to talk about those pains and those struggles in a way that feels good. If you get to a point where it's not feeling good, you feel like it's manipulative or it just doesn't sit right with you, chances are you can reevaluate and see if what you're saying is necessary or if you can lighten up a little bit. And the biggest thing here to note is in any copywriting or any marketing, the biggest thing is going to be, yes, acknowledging the problems that they're currently sitting with, but the solution the solution waiting for them on the other side in that transformation. So just keep that in mind. All right, now, the third must know for your copywriting in your business is one of my favorites. This is the rule of one. So the rule of one is really basic. What we wanna do here, and no matter what you're writing, website, email, sales page, you name it, you wanna speak to one reader 
You want to give one promise, have one clear call to action with one message. Okay, so the idea is if somebody lands on your website, let's say Carla is going to your website looking for a solution to her organizational problems, and this website is speaking to like three different types of people. Maybe they're offering lots of different promises. Hey, we'll do this for you and we'll do this for you and we'll do this for you. And she, first of all, right off the bat, she doesn't feel like she's being talked to directly. Like it's not relating to her on a personal level. She doesn't really understand what the promise is because there's lots of promises going on. And perhaps there's different kinds of call to action. So she's not sure what action she should take. That kind of starts to promote this analysis paralysis. What we want to do is make things really clear. Okay, so we want to give Carla an opportunity to feel like she is spoken to personally. Let her come to the website, know that she's being spoken to. We're talking to her about these are the clear problems she's having. This is a solution. This is a transformation she can experience. This is our promise to her. This is our call to action. Hey, sign up with us today. Have a free trial. You name it. Get on the email list. Using the rule of one, whether you're writing a social media post or you're writing an email, or your website is so key. We want to avoid having any sort of confusion for our reader, and that really plays into number four that I'm going to go into next, which is be clear over clever. So what we want to do here is kind of unlearn some of the things that you might have learned in, say, middle high school English class where you want things to sound a certain way, all pretty and tied up with a bow. And what we want to do is we want things to be ultra clear, ultra skimmable, and really use that voice of customer data to speak directly to your reader. Instead of being clever and making it sound a certain way, whimsical, you name it, we just want to get the message across in the easiest way possible. And the reason is, is most of the time your reader is going to be hopping in and out of things, your email, your website, you name it, and they are busy. And they're not necessarily going to give you the time of day if they feel like in the first five seconds, actually research shows it's five milliseconds, that you have to catch a reader's attention when they land on your website. So instead, we just want to be really clear and we want to speak to them and let them know, hey, this is what we do, this is who we serve, X, Y, and Z related to product, service, you name it. So remember to be clear over clever. It also really simplifies the copywriting process, which is nice that you can take that weight off of trying to sound a certain way. And here, I really recommend just focusing more on the transformation than those detailed features. So whatever your product or your solution is, yes, it's important to talk about the features, but the transformation is really what your ideal client or customer wants to know about. So focus on that transformation they can experience with you and how you help them get there. And then that will really tie into being clear over clever. And the final must-have for every business owner is testing and optimizing. And this comes back to that conversion copy process that I talked about before. And I wanna remind you that copy is not like a one and done process. And that's the best part about it is you can continue to test and optimize even something that's working well. If you have a sales page that the first time around is working really well, wonderful. What can you do to optimize it even further? So things that I suggest looking at for any area of your copy is just general engagement. So open rates for your emails, click-through rates for email, website, sales page, social media. How often are people taking your call to action and clicking through to the next thing? Other engagement rates if you're asking them to take a different action other than clicking through. And then slowly starting to see what's working well, 
what's getting the most attention, what's getting the best results, and specifically, most interestingly, what isn't? And how can you optimize the things that aren't getting as good of results using the data that you have from the things that are working really well. So if you see certain subject lines are really hooking your reader, great, no problem. You can start to use those similar formulas, lengths, emojis, whatever it is that's a differentiator in those types of subject lines into some of your other subject lines and vary it up, test different things, and just continue to see it as a process of speaking to your ideal customer where they are to get them to that point of conversion. And above all, just be patient. Remember to have fun, draft your copy with integrity, and just speak to your reader with your solution and how it's different from everybody else's. Because this is about making human connections with them. It's about you showing up in a 2D form in a way that makes them feel seen, heard, understood, and it communicates your offers, getting them to that point of conversion. So just to recap here, our five copywriting must-haves for you are to use voice of customer data, to know your audience's stage of awareness, to use the rule of one, to be clear over clever, and to test and optimize. And if you're listening to this and you are ready to take your copy project to the next level, go back and use these pieces and refine what you currently have. Or if you're ready to hire a conversion copywriter to bring your copy up to par, and hit your next big goals, then my copywriting boutique studio specializes in email, sales page, and website copy for six and seven figure female entrepreneurs that are looking to stand out and sell. We do have limited openings for quarter three this year, and we would love to support your next big goals. So you can click on the link to apply for your project in the description, or you can hop over to my IG DMs and I'll answer any questions that you have at crystal.church. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please head over and leave a review and subscribe to the Freedom Found podcast. And if you love what you heard, take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at crystal.church with your favorite takeaway. I cannot wait to see what you enjoyed the most. Catch you next time.